0: Hey everyone, I'm Jasmine Patterson, and you're listening to the Beyond Ordinary Show, your weekly companion to living a beyond ordinary life. The Beyond Ordinary Show is sponsored by Ellie Nelly. Ellie Nelly creates comfortable clothes and unique gifts for beyond ordinary people. You can support the Beyond Ordinary Show and grab some dope Ellie Nelly gear at www.ellynelly.com. That's e-l-i-n-e-l-l-y.com. Use the code Beyond Ordinary one word, all lowercase to save 10% on your first purchase. Now let's get started with the second episode of the Beyond Ordinary Show. As you know, I'm your host, Jasmine Patterson, and I want us to all have conversations and introspective moments to figure out ways to get better together on this journey to living a Beyond Ordinary life. Last week, we discussed three keys to being Beyond Ordinary, one, Callous your mind. Two, showing up and showing out. And three, just being you. Taking those daily steps will help build a foundation for a beyond ordinary life. In fact, since recording that episode, anytime I don't want to do something, I just repeat show up and show out, show up and show out, show up and show out until I get moving and get active. It's actually worked quite well. A bit of added accountability for myself. So I hope you enjoyed and found value in that message as well. Today's conversation is all about the action, all about the verbs, but it centers around a critical concept, opportunity costs. Now, I learned about opportunity costs in an economics class over a decade ago, but the lesson stuck with me. In the classroom processing the information on the slideshow, I immediately felt how this concept went beyond simple business tactics. See, in business, opportunity cost is defined as the impact of selecting one option instead of another alternative. In essence, you weigh the return on one option against the return on another. They have to give up something to get something. For example, if a company has $10,000 it needs to spend, Do they invest in equipment to improve production? Do they invest in employee bonuses to improve morale and retention? Or do they invest in marketing to drive customers to the business? When they invest in one option over the others, the company forfeits the other opportunities in order to gain the one they chose. In a more tangible example for us everyday humans, if someone works five hours, they would earn wages for their time, let's say they would earn $100 to keep things simple. If instead of working, they spent that five hours getting ready and going to a party, which let's say is super cheap (laughs) and only cost them 20 bucks, the opportunity cost of them going to that party is actually negative $120 because not only would they spend $20 to attend the party, they also lost AKA did not take the opportunity to earn $100. What you're really doing when calculating opportunity costs is you're weighing the potential sacrifice over the potential gain, then deciding if it's worth it. Now, when I really began to understand this is when I worked as a server and a bartender at Cheddar's. We had a Cheddar's employee Facebook where servers would post that they wanted someone to pick up their shift. Typically this was for a last minute outings or a birthday party they forgot to request off for, maybe a hangover, who knows. But when it was getting to the last minute and they really needed someone to take their shift, they would offer a bonus. And if you pick this up, I'll give you 10 bucks or $20, whatever would get someone to take the bait. And what I found crazy is that by picking up the shift, the person is gonna make money anyway. So by offering say $20 to give their shift away, not only does that server miss out on the opportunity to make money during the shift, they also lose an additional 20 bucks. But this was common practice because for them, the opportunity they were choosing instead is worth it. A lot of times when people choose to do something, they don't stop to think about what they're giving up with that choice. They only think of what they're immediately choosing and doing, not the potential gains and losses of an alternative. Ordinarily, people rarely think outside of the comfort of their immediate satisfaction. Hear me again. Ordinarily, people rarely think outside of the comfort of their immediate satisfaction. Now, of course This is the Beyond Ordinary Show, so when we realize how we can go further and do better, we want to find a way to make that happen. Let's talk a real-life example. I want to shout out John Morant. The more I learn about him, the more I respect and appreciate this guy, and not just because we have the same birth date of August 10th. This guy is special. Now, don't let me lose you talking sports. I promise this is bigger than basketball. Bear with me, okay? If you don't know, Ja Morant played basketball for Murray State University for two years, where he earned several accolades, including MVP awards and All-American selections. He entered the NBA draft in 2019, where he was the second draft pick right after that giant hulk of a man, Zion Williamson. And then he went on to the NBA. And Ja Morant's first year in the NBA, he was voted Rookie of the Year, And in just three years, he has proven to be a dominating point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. And what's most impressive? John Morant is only 23 years old, 6 foot 2 inches tall, and 174 pounds. My brother is bigger than him, and my brother sells life insurance. Seriously, the average NBA player is 6'6". You see John Morant on the street, and you're more likely to think he sells real estate than that he made the all-NBA second team, but John Morant is exceptional, and he has earned everything so far through hard work and dedication. Not because he was destined to be 6'11", not because he had exceptional access to training and facilities or a father figure who had already made a name for himself in the NBA. No. John Morant... The summer before his senior year in high school was only 5'10". That's my height. And he could barely dunk. He wasn't on any major recruiter's radar, but he kept hooping. In fact, he was discovered pretty much by accident at a camp that the the Murray State assistant coach attended to watch another guy play. Now stop for a moment with me, okay? Here we have a young man done playing high school ball. Unrecruited, undersized, but he's still going to camp. He's still showing up and showing out. And let's think about the opportunity cost there. You have a 17 year old boy, just graduated from high school. He could be at the beach. He could be working and making some money. He could be gallivanting with his friends, but he chose to hoop. And by taking that opportunity, he was not only recruited, he started every game as a freshman he became the nation's top point guard, the first NCAA player to ever average at least 20 points and 10 assists per game. Now, I don't want to lose you with statistics, but I do want you to know that John Morant is indeed remarkable. But it's the opportunities he chose that put him in a position to be beyond ordinary. And these decisions, they started from a young age for him probably before he ever even believed in a reality where he played in the NBA. John Morant recalled his father telling him, while you were playing the game, somebody else is playing the game. While you were in here playing video games, somebody is actually working on their game. Now let's digest that word from a father figure for a second. Like any kid, John Morant wanted to play video games. Imagine NBA 2K10 with Kobe Bryant on the cover. It was an excellent game. But how many kids around the country spent hours building a character, learning the controls, finding the right timing and the right strategy without ever touching a ball themselves? They are so busy existing in a virtual fantasy, they lose sight of the reality, the real life they could be building for themselves. And as adults, we do this too. We're not innocent here even with things that no one would consider a waste of time right like let's take reading absolutely you should be reading absolutely it's good for you but how often are people taking lessons and messages from authors and applying those lessons to themselves to improve their quality of life measure that against the ordinary consuming literature without feeding its energy back into our world our communities At what point are people taking opportunities to help themselves grow? Seriously, you right here, right? When's the last time you chose to partake in professional development for your career? When's the last time you dedicated yourself to learning and improving your craft? Not just going through the motions, not just because someone told you you needed to be there or perhaps worse. How often have you chosen other opportunities ones that don't help you grow and succeed over yourself how often are you choosing to put yourself in the negative so you can remain comfortable now that kid the young john morant heard his father's message loud and clear after that his parents had to beg him to come inside even to eat he dedicated himself to working on his game he would go to school have team practice then come home and get back to work in his driveway How are you going to stop someone with that kind of drive and work ethic? You can't. And all this kid had to do was understand that no matter what his size is, no matter what his background is, if he just keeps working, if he just keeps finding and creating opportunities, choosing himself over the distractions, he would accomplish his dreams and he did just that. Let's put this back in terms of showing up and showing out, okay? Because when you show up, you are choosing to take that opportunity. So I'm a teacher, which means I understand that attendance matters, right? And when students are in school, their first duty is to learn. A lot of students though of all ages miss learning opportunities because they are instead choosing to talk to a friend or to scroll on their phone Are they thinking in those moments of the potential gain versus the potential loss of their choices? Probably not. Likewise, for those who don't show up, they are significantly putting themselves in the negative. For example, if I told you a student missed two days of school a month, that probably wouldn't phase you. You most likely wouldn't think that's a big deal. It's just two days. Maybe they had a dentist appointment, or they needed a mental health break we're sure they had a good reason, a good alternative opportunity. But by not being there for just two days per month, now that student misses 20 days per year. 20 school days per year, that's 10% of school. That's typically 30 hours of learning math, 60 hours of learning reading and writing. And if they keep up that trend by graduation, they will have lost an entire year of education. That's the opportunity cost of two days a month. What could that possibly be worth? Now let's think about this. Imagine you started doing an extra two minutes, just two minutes of working out to get your blood flowing each morning. Five pushups, 10 squats, 25 crunches. Easy. That won't even make us sweaty. And all it costs us is a couple of minutes. So what do we gain from that because it doesn't seem like much well in a month you'll have done 150 push-ups 300 squats 750 crunches that's a nice little game versus the nothing we were probably spending that extra two minutes doing right and in a year that two minutes a day translates to over 1800 push-ups more than 3600 squats And roughly 9,100 crunches. That's an extra 5,200 calories a year just from two minutes. All right. So in the beginning of this conversation, we talked about action and how the choices of our actions are going to be our opportunities. These opportunities have costs. So by accepting one fate, we give up another. You know... The great leveler in life, our number one source of day-to-day equality is time. We all have 24 hours to spend each day to get what we want out of this world and to get out of ourselves the best that we can be. And in that time, we need to make choices. Ultimately, life has always been about choices. As beyond ordinary people, we need to be deliberate about our choices and we need to consider the investment of our opportunities. There is so much that is so valuable, whether that be our time and energy, our attitude and effort, or just our peace. What are the choices you're making day to day costing you versus what are they earning you? Because you know another economics term? Compound interest. When you make that investment and you keep building on top of it, not taking away from it, but either maintaining or preferably adding value, you're going to grow exponentially. When you visualize yourself as someone who is supremely capable, just as a young John Morant did, then you make the choices you create and you choose the right opportunities to help you succeed, to help you thrive. You will be beyond ordinary. You have to. You're not giving yourself a chance to do or be anything but beyond. So let's put it into action. Go chase opportunities this week, and you'll be well on your way to reaching further and surpassing the ordinary. Thank you for listening. It's been an honor. Remember, don't settle for ordinary. You're beyond that see you next Tuesday. Yo, you're still here? Make sure to check out Ellie Nelly, right? Check out the brand to find some really dope products and show your support for the show. Just visit EllieNelly.com. That's E-L-I-N-E-L-L-Y.com. Okay, that's it. Love you. Out. (laughs)